guys? It's your boy Carl Wolf, and I was just on the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. It was amazing. He's incredible. Dejan Antalya, love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. Peace. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Rhino Show Podcast. Listen, if you love the Rhino Show Podcast, you love yourself because this is all about you. Listen, we're, we're, we've been ranked global top 1% in the world, uh, number one black-hosted podcast here in Canada, and our mandate is provoking curiosity to live your full self on purpose, and we substantiate that by bringing on amazing guests. My guest today needs no introduction, but I mean, we're going to put in some Hamdullah. We're going to put in some Shukran. We're going to put in some Habibi. Listen, this guy is a Juno nominated, put out bangers, has energy. Listen, I, I, my wife, I got to ask him what his favorite Middle Eastern dish is. But listen, welcome to the show and welcome home. Carl Wolf, man, welcome. What's up, brother? Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Listen, I want to I want to kick this off. I, again, my, my wife is uh, Lebanese Egyptian. My kids are mixed. We call I'm German Jamaican, so we call our babies United wow. Nations kids. So oh my, my, my wife said, listen, you gotta ask this guy, what is his favorite Middle Eastern dish? Like from your mom, from like if there was one thing, it says, Carl, you can never have another Middle Eastern dish. What would the dish be for you, man? It's called it's hard to pronounce uh for, for everybody else in North America, but it's called Mulukhiye. Okay. Mulukhiye. Okay, oh, which oh. is sort of like a spinach um, dish. It's, it's vegetarian. Well, not really vegetarian because you put chicken in there, rice, um, some breadcrumbs, and then you put like um, uh, onions or lemon and something. It's so delicious. It's been something that I've loved since I was a kid. Of course, tabbouleh is my favorite salad, and I know how to make a good tabbouleh. So very if you're, you're a musician, in the kitchen, you're definitely a cook as well. <laughs> yes. No, yo, I, I love that. Listen, man, I, before we even press record here on this, your detail to everything is crazy, man. Landscape, vertical on your phone, your music, you talk about the melodic, the sounds, your your latest hit, you know, DIY, do it yourself. You know, I'm getting that, I'm getting that that reggae, I'm getting the the Middle Eastern vibes. It's it's amazing. Have you always been this detailed when you go back to your yourself as Carl the eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old kid, or is this something you've kind of honed in over the years? You know what? It was always, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a stickler to detail, but not on purpose. It's just to make great stuff, right? Like mm. it wasn't like, it's not like I'm obsessive, you know, compulsive. It's just, I want people to feel the experience. I want people to, you know, when you're making music, it's like cooking food. It's like you want them to enjoy it so much so that you'll do everything. So I know when to stop. That's the other mm. thing. A lot of people, you know, because you could this, you know, with anything artistic, you could go up, 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 and make it better, 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 and then there comes a plateau, and then you start making it worse. You know, in terms of mixing, in terms of mastering, you could you could really go too far. I'll give you mm. a quick example. You know, I was hanging out with, uh, I'm gonna drop big names: Quincy Jones, uh, Bruce Sweden, who mixed Billie Jean mm. and uh, mm. Saida Garrett in Dubai with Will I Am. We were all having dinner. I was invited with a, from a close friend of mine who was a close friend of mine from school who's doing business with Quincy Jones at the time. And um, one of the advice was like, like he was telling me about Michael Jackson and Billie Jean and it took like 60 something versions. And and the, the one they went with is version number seven or something. It wasn't wow. even the 40th or 60th version. So sometimes you can work on something too much and spoil it. And so I realized that, but I just definitely want to make an impression, right? You know, it's interesting. They say you've reached true mastery. They say a true master of work has reached the level when they know not what to put in. 
And I, and I love that. It's, it's almost like keeping that simplicity. I want to read you a quote here. It says exponential creativity demands abnormality and requires us to deviate from normal company. When I say that quote, what does that mean to you? Because I've heard you say in several interviews, listen, I was collaborating with this person or I asked this person this opinion. And by the time the project was done, it was so damn diluted. I knew I should have just did it myself and went with that original vision. Absolutely. I mean, you realize that as a creator of content, of music, of anything, that you need to be able to trust your gut instinct and go with your true feelings on something. Because remember, um, I always say this to a lot of people starting off, you have to cater to the human being. Remember, this is mm. not, you're not, you're not catering to, to a machine. This is yes. not a, just an algorithm. At the end of the day, it's people choosing those things. And that's why the algorithm works is, okay, people are liking it. So just remember this, there's, there's, perfection and imperfections because we are human so it's okay yes. to be non-perfect there's we don't like perfect things i mean we don't mm. that's why we fall in love with a human being and we don't fall in love with a robot yes. so those things um are important to recognize and not a lot of us do we always think we want to be perfect everybody wants to have the best body the best <laughs> chiseled face the best thing but you don't realize sometimes when you smile your smile is weird and awkward people find it some girls find it cute or like people find it charming <laughs> You know, yes. while other people would say, what, that's an ugly smile. Someone else says, you know, that's something that I had to work on as well. But I always sort of had that feeling in me. Like it, as long as I, I was moved by stuff, I know that I can move people with things because we're all human beings, right? You know what? I, it's funny you bring up the appearance stuff because you're, you're so detail oriented from the, I mean, years ago, the way I remember you is still the hat, you know, the bald head. And yeah. I'm, I'm, and I want to ask, when the hell did you join the Bald Squad, and how did you cultivate like your signature look? And I mean, I ask some people this, and they're like, I don't have one. I'm like, no, no, don't lie to me. You have a signature look. It's intentional. How did you cultivate that over time? And I kind of want to, I kind of want to put a little more into the question, just so you know where I'm going with it. Is when you hear about these people like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and all these people where they're saying, hey, I have a uniform mentality. I wear the same shirt, the same pants so that I can eliminate decision fatigue. I'm comfortable in it. This is how I want to show up. How did you find your uniform, quote unquote? Interesting. I mean, it definitely graduated and had different promotions throughout my career. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I started off, you know, trust me, there's shots, man, pictures when I was younger, like 15, 20 years ago. I look older than I do look now. It's really yeah. strange. And I look back at those pictures. I'm like, what the hell? But it, it also comes stems from health and the way I yes. take care of my body and the way yes. what I eat and, and, and then yes. how my regimen is. So there's many things that keep you, you know, some people tell me, man, you still look like you're, you're, you know, you're there. What's going on? You know, I'm like, man, I'm taking care of my body. This is so important. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs. I don't, you know, I focus, I learned from you know, sort of mentors in my career, you know, mm. but not real like personal mentors, just people I looked up to and friends mm. that I've got who are who are doing very, very well in their lives. They didn't do any of those things. They mm. don't clutter their minds and clutter their time with, you know, those, you know, curricular, extracurricular uh, activities, if you will. Yeah. You know, they just focus on the work at hand. They love their, their business and, and they, you try to stay sober as much as possible and that affects your body too man you know eating right drinking right all that was important now in terms of image and style you're right everything is intentional um everything from the hat i wear to the, of course right now it wasn't i'm just i'm just going about my day and i you know sometimes with podcasts like the, the more comfortable you are the more you can express yourself better because when you dress up yes. too, 
When you yes. go to some of these award shows, you got to look the part, you know, and sometimes I feel stiff. So that's why I'm not the type of guy to always wear a suit and stuff, even mm. though I'm an entrepreneur and I run my own business and I've been very successful. I just want to be comfortable. And I think Mark Zuckerberg and some of these guys, you know, Elon mm. Musk or whatever, mm. man, these guys are wearing T-shirts, like literally like no brand names, nothing. <laughs> it's like, just, but they're comfortable and, they, yep. and their brain works so much better because you did say that. What is it? Something fatigue you said? Yeah, it was, it's the it's decision fatigue. Decision fatigue. That can that can happen, man. You know, when I used to have without a shaved head, I would always have to fix my hair and and you know, look, you know, obviously I, I lost a bit of my hair, but it's fine. I still got my shaved head. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. with it. It looks good. I look fresh with it. I look. I'm. Yeah, when I'm ready I love to you, go man. Shaved head style. When I'm ready yeah. to wear those suits and look like, I'll be ready. At that point, I'm not. I'm still feeling comfortable in this. And I'm mm. most expressive and most strongest, and I feel great. So I say to anybody else, that's what style is, anyways. It's like feel comfortable because your personality has to shine, you know. And if your personality is stagnating because of your image, what the hell? Change it. We don't care. Straight up, straight yeah. up. You know what? It's 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 a while, and and because you're an artist, and I think when we look at the brain, because you talk so much about human and, and emotional intelligence and psychology and you're making music and you're making music with the with the notion of somebody's going to bump to this beat. Maybe someone's going to have sex to this beat. Maybe somebody's going to create their first child to this beat. Maybe somebody's going to be feeling really fucking terrible in their life when they're yeah. listening to this music. How do I want them to feel? We know that humans live in 95 percent. 95 percent of a human's life is lived in their subconscious facts. Yeah. Science proved. Right. So. How how do you as an artist and as a human being get outside yourself to really tap in to that mm. subconscious of somebody? And, and and you do it not through only words. You do mm. it through your producing, through the music, through the beats, through all the melodic stuff that you do. How do you get outside yourself when we as a society, we have a hard time just getting out of our own way? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I can attack this in several ways. One, any way you want, man, any way you want. <laughs> no, but just in the way that, you know, people receive the energy and receive the message and receive those things. I've always been a student of trying to understand the collective um, thought process and behaviors mm -hmm. of human beings. I love that. I went to school, I studied film studies at university. Mm -hmm. And I did a minor in childhood psychology. I, I, I used to be like, even in high school, I loved psychology. Mm. And, and I think I use that in my concerts. You know, when there's thousands of people, a crowd, mm. I'll know how to talk to a crowd, keep them hype, keep mm. them excited, keep them happy. I've realized music is, is sort of an X factor in a wild card. Because music is this one thing, this one intangible commodity mm. that you can't touch. It's magic, mm. borderline magic. That, that, and it's transparent, it's not, you know, you, but you feel it, but it's not physical. It makes people feel happy right away. It's one of those things, because I've realized even, you know, listening to politicians and people, you know, even like guys like you who are podcasts, you know, people who speak, mm. speakers, mm. they can, they can, they can um, sometimes offend the other person very quickly, the, the, the audience, yep. they offend them. There's, you have to watch your words. It's more yep. of a, you know, Kung Fu kind of thing. You have to duck a lot of things with music. It's such a beautiful, easy thing. It's like a lot of people accept it in a positive way. And I love that job. That's why I love my job so much is I make people happy constantly and I don't have to over, overthink and overanalyze, yes. you know, yes. um, I realized when I started doing podcasts, 
is when I said some things, they were taken out of context. They were used yes. in little snippets and, and they, they could hurt me. I mean, you know, any good, att any attention is good attention or whatever people say. I don't think so. I don't like it that way. It's not my vibe mm. or else I would be sort of like, you know, pushing the envelope on certain things. It's not my style. I like to yes. keep things positive. I don't know if it's my, my upbringing because of Lebanon. My parents left uh, Beirut, Lebanon because of the mm. civil war under yeah. bombs and, and gunfire. And I think they went through so much that I, when I came to Canada, I just felt like, man, I'm so blessed to be alive. So blessed to be in a country where we can actually have laws and, mm. and not free for all. And the politicians are, you know, even though we've got our issues here, we all know sure. that, you know, sure. and Canada has a history of a lot of bad things we're discovering recently with um, indigenous people. And with the, the, you know, it was, it was heartbreaking to hear that as an immigrant who came to Canada, um, where Canada saved my life and my family's life. So there mm. are a lot of issues to deal with. And, and I do understand that, but going back to the Middle East, there's, it's, it's wild. It's literally the wild, wild East. You know what? You, you make great points. I, I think, you know, it's funny in Middle East, like when you look at, I mean, even Iran, a very different country, but you, you, you heard what happened to Masa Amini and you know, the, the hijabs and all these things. And it's, it's so Terrible. interesting. I mean, I kind of sit in a, a, an interesting position. I'm married to a, a Middle Eastern woman, but you know, her family is very forward thinking, you know, her dad was like, I'm not Muslim. I'm not Druze. I'm, I'm not Christian. I just, I, he just was a very free thinking. And you think about it. And I said, Oh my gosh, there's, there's places in the world that a woman can't step into a place without, you know, covering certain things. And I mean, we, we, I, I do think we take it for granted when we live over here because it's just our normal daily life. So what you're saying, I, I do agree with, uh, it's funny as a podcast, like I, I I'm sure as you're doing these podcasts, you're kind of thinking this is, oh, this is the new version of OG kind of TV slash radio interviews. Um, but the beauty of the podcast is, uh, if you're dealing in a good podcast, especially as an artist or a guest going on to one. You're not getting it so watered down by a producer that's telling the host what to say, what to do. And this is where this organic conversation, I truly, when I talk to people, I just want to, yo, me and you are homies. We're friends. Welcome home, man. I, you know, I want to, Hey, if I had some food and I was in front of you, I'd, I'd feed you, man. And say yeah. like, let's just, let's just have a chat. But I agree. for you, one thing I want to, I, I really want to bring up is you have this, uh, you talk about man, 60, $65,000 in debt when yeah. you're first starting out. You know, nobody's really wanting to sign you. And yeah. you literally said, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do it myself. DIY, do it yourself. But yeah. what's crazy is the time you did do that. This is like pre-internet days. You know, you didn't have the, 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 the TikToks and the Instagrams and, and the distribution, so to say, how the hell, especially coming from the, the Arab roots in the Middle Eastern where, yo man, you better go be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, or, or own some sort of legitimate business that I can have some tangibility with. How the hell did you just said, fuck it, I am going to do it myself. Like, where the hell? And I know you sing about in the song, but dude, like, that's hard. That's painful. How did you do that? I'm so glad, bro, that you you understand the correlation between the reality of what I've been through and that song. Oh. That song, for everyone who go out, you know, and listen to that song, it's, it's reality for me. This is what I went through in a time when DIY wasn't a thing. It wasn't even an acronym. You know, <laughs> now everybody knows DIY from YouTube, build it yourself. You know, there's a lot of builders, yep. a lot yep. of people, you know, make yep. open restaurants or whatever, and they build their, their own thing and, and people are celebrated for it because, you know, they create great stuff from it. But at the time, this wasn't a reality a lot at all. I mean, my, you know, I did go to school. I went to university as well, and I had to do what I had to do. But I did prove myself. And I remember saying this to myself is like, 
I'm going to take a year off here. Okay. Without doing work, without going into my field or whatever I studied. And I'm going to see what this music thing does. But I always knew, listen, growing up in the Middle East, I didn't fully believe, you know, at the time when I was in high school, at least that it was a realistic job mm. to do. Mm. But I, it was when I came to Canada and I was in college and university. I remember mm. there was a moment I was just listening to the, to the professor, you know, and, and just looking at him and, and, and seeing, man, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. I, I, why am I listening to this? It doesn't, it's so at some point I'm like, it, it wasn't um, clicking for me. Like I want to, I want to do bigger things. I, I want to, you know, forget about money and finances. I just wanted mm. to do something greater and, and follow my gut instinct. So one day I just walked out of that class and I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Mm. And I did. And I, I never looked back, man, you know, but, uh, you know, once I proved to my parents that I can make money from it and they were like, dude, go, you know, I think that's I, how it started for me. I just think that, you know, uh, you uh, creating content, you know, you, you talk a little bit about really documenting what you do and, and TikTok has been a platform that's given you so much love, especially how have you managed to, cause I mean, you're a great artist and you put out banging music. But you're a businessman. I mean, you understand the fundamentals of the game. And I love that. And what you were saying earlier about if you're in business or you're speaking or you're doing a podcast, you know, how, you know, knowing how to read the room, similar to when you do a concert, you got to know how to read those fans, read those people. We would call this in football. If a quarterback gets up behind this big, big fat guy and he sees a defense that's not good, he's going to call an audible. So let me ask you this. How important is it for you to call an audible in your life on a daily basis? Meaning pivot, pivot, pivot. Oh, wait a sec. We had this plan. Wait, that's not going to work. Let's pivot. You're great at calling audibles. And that's somebody who to me is you're just you're truly self-aware. You're inside yourself, but you understand the movement of the world. Uh, Could you break it down for our audience? How the fuck do you learn how to call audibles? Yeah. It's really difficult, especially when you have a team with you, you know, when you're signed to a label as well, it's hard to move mountains. It's hard to move a full team to your Mm. vision. Mm. Um, But you got to be able to, because, you know, you're right. I have read several things and I've, and I've read them early enough to make good decisions at the Mm. right time where even, you know, at times my manager would be like, how did you know? They were gonna say this when we said this, when they said that, when we did this, when we did like mm. it's it's such a it's something I can't even teach. I can't even I, I, all I know is I'm sensitive to it. I can feel it. I think what I keep in mind, Ryan, is success at all times. The best outcome for the the, the scenario that I'm given. You mm. nailed it. I'm from the Middle East. I'm not. I wasn't born in Canada. I'm not from North America. I had to come learn the culture. I came here at 16, mm. 17 years old. And I actually do a quick speed, you know, get the vibe of the people, understand where it's coming from to become number one, essentially with the song Africa in, you know, top three for yes. 48 weeks on billboard charts, all these awards, all these, I mean, I couldn't have dreamt it the way that I, I did it. It's, it's crazy, but I could, I felt it inside. I knew that I had to make certain moves. I, I wish I can explain what it is. I, cause I really do want to help. So I well, really want to well, pinpoint. I do because you know what you brought. You said something where you said, "Listen, I, I mean, back in your day when you're coming up, you know, you you are marginalized, man. You're an Arab dude. You're sitting in Canada. 
you know, I mean, R&B, if you if you talk about any R&B or, you know, hip hop or anything like producers, they're like, listen, you know, even I'm, doc, for example, Eminem gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dr. Dre literally gets up there in his his acceptance speech and says, I'll be honest with you. When I found out the guy was white, I didn't want to work with him. But right. as soon as I heard him, I, you know, I mean, rest is history. You're coming up in a time as a Middle Eastern dude where it's like, yo, I want to I want to introduce you to my culture, but then fuse it with yours. And but you know, what's crazy. Sure. It's not to interject. No, go. What was interesting is that I was, you know, I am I am white passing right at the end of yeah. the day. So th so the, even though that would be I still <clears throat> I got a lot of I, I never like to call it that, you know, marginalized. Sure, sure. But in time, looking back when they knew my name, when they knew my history and they knew everything. Sure. It was like I was put down. I was put at the at the at the bottom of the pile. I'll be honest. It was there. Yes. But it's not a yo, don't take me wrong. That made me stronger and it made me go for my uh for my culture and show my showcase my culture even more. That's yes. what it did to me. It didn't do the opposite. It made me think and internalize into myself and say, you know what, Justin Timberlake is out, Usher is out, all these guys are American, they're all doing their American R and B. You know, that's a history in its own way. Yeah. Then I come here, this Middle Eastern guy coming from Lebanon and Dubai, coming to Canada. Where's my place? I'm not part mm. of the people. I'm not in this North American mindset yet. I don't understand all the cultural struggles that happen, but I know my struggles and I know my parents' struggles. So I'm going to showcase that and not be afraid to do it. And I think that moment was the game changer for me. That moment gave everybody Everybody in the Middle East and every every Middle Eastern person in Canada, the hope that a guy like me and a guy like mm. them or a girl like them can make it happen in North America. And we proved it. Not only myself, by the way, I give big props to guys like Belly, Masari, mm. those guys. Yes, yes. They were a movement at the same time. Yes. And you know what? I, I was proud of everybody for doing it. And look, we've, we've created an open door for other people to do it now. We were the first of our kind. I didn't have anybody to look up to. At the time, I didn't have a Carl Wolf or a Masari or a Belly to look up DJ Khaled to look up to. We did not have that. So Huge. now there are people they could look up to us and say, "Hey, look what the moves they made. Maybe I can do the same." Well, I, I bring that up. I bring that up too because you know it's a big thing. I mean, I, I'm a half German, half Jamaican dude, but I laugh because I have friends that are cops, and I'm like, "But if I was running down the street, would you say there's that half German guy running down the street? No, no. they're gonna. There's a black man running down the street. This is what we're doing." And it's uh, funny because in my world, in the business world too. Uh, I said, look, I mean, I, most boardrooms I go in, I don't, I don't see anybody that looks like me, man. Even, uh, even to this day, this is what happens. But I say the word marginalized because in my community, there's still a lot of people that use that as victimhood mentality. I can't stand victimhood mentality. I never let that change the way I moved. But here's where you and I are similar. I'm gonna give you three word sequence here. Listen to this. You are ignorantly, arrogantly positive. You are so positive. That you're you're ignorant to kind of this noise on the sideline. Correct. You're arrogant enough to say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself." You know, pun intended. Pun intended, yeah. man. The DI the, the DIY side is brilliant because, like, that's life, man. There's so many examples that run, you know, serendipitous to it, right? But for people who are listening, and you know, especially on entrepreneurship or music or whatever their passion is, when they're saying, "Look, Carl, I'm at zero. I'm at your negative $65,000 of debt, just like you were. This is now 2022. How would you give them maybe a mini blueprint on how to ship out their best work to the world? 
you know, we have a different uh, game now. It's a different world. You know, you guys, the people of today, the Gen Zs are so lucky. I mean, they've got mm. all this outlet. You know, you could put out a song or, or whatever you do on TikTok and that can go crazy viral and then you have to take advantage of those moments. Listen, you need to celebrate your small wins. It's all about, I'm, I'm mentoring mm. some other people right now, some younger artists, some younger entrepreneurs. Mm. And I keep telling them, they're like, oh, I don't like the picture that I have. I can't post that out. I don't, I don't like the, <laughs> you know, I'm not ready for it. Da, da, da. I'm an imposter. They get imposter syndrome. Yes. I'm, I, you know, I know I'm in this position, but am I really good at it? Listen, you got to take it. That's the thing with us mm. back in the day is that it was rougher. It was like, we didn't have these outlets. We had to fight in a different way. Today, it's tough because there's a lot of, it's congested for sure. There's a lot more going after the same ball and the same mm. attention, but there are so many people out there in the world and the algorithm works based on mm. content. So you're lucky that you can create content and, and you, you're lucky you can create music in a studio. We didn't have mm. that in your own home, I mean. We didn't have to, <laughs> I had to hire yeah, yeah. studios, man, that cost me $1,000 a day. You know, yes. there's so many things I had to do. There's, and, and But I did it. And you got to be able to celebrate the small wins. I think that's a very important one. And believe in yourself and go for it. Don't, don't think, forget about the imposter syndrome. Mm. Nobody cares about that, okay? Yeah. Nobody's seeing that. They. Another thing, can I say one more thing? People Please want do. you to win. People mm. want you to win. Don't worry. Like, especially I tell people who are going on stage, you know, who have got stage fright, mm. the audience generally, and this is kind of, you could use this for real life. The audience in general, when they watch you, they're not, when they see you on stage, they don't know anything. They're just like, right? Everybody claps, right? Make some noise yep. for Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it depends whether you prove them wrong or right. They yep. want you to blow them away. So do, yes. don't mess it up. Eminem was right. Do not take a chance to blow this opportunity. Comes once in a lifetime. You better. Like, this is the moment. And take that moment, believe in yourself, go for it because they're all rooting for you, bro. Trust me, when you kill it, you are the champ. When you fail at it, they're going to boo. And it's that simple little thing that makes a difference. Uh, can I say one more analogy? Please do. Soccer player. Okay, let's go. Let's go sports. Yes. He, soccer player does this amazing backflip kick thing and he scores the goal. Everybody's losing their minds. But when he loses that and misses it, they'll almost kill the guy like he'll yes. be done yes he will be out of here we don't like you because you took that chance and you messed it up yeah as long as you do well then you are killing it so don't don't trip over yourself yes don't, because people want <laughs> you to win you know and and that momentum will will get you to the next level that's how it was for me. Uh, uh, it's crazy, man. I, I think you're a savage. Have you ever heard the words? My type, my favorite type of dude, like people always say, Hey, are you a nice guy? Are you a bad guy? Are you a crazy guy? I'm a savage servant. Okay. A savage servant to me is uh, nice guys to me are dangerous. What I mean by that is nice guys are passive aggressive. You know, they, they kind of jump to the next thing that's going on. A savage servant is the guy that's, you know, I'm a dad. I come home. I could have the craziest day. Kids are putting toothpaste in my hair. I mean, I'm on. I'm I'm just getting in the mix of it. But when it's time to fucking execute, oh, you you get that? So for you, you're a servant, man. You you serve. Like I've I've done. I've watched so much on you and all that stuff. But you, you everything you talk is in a servitude mentality. You're wow. there to serve. But here's the kicker: why I really like you, and I think so many people in the success you've had. You're also a fucking savage. Yeah. Have to be. There's right? no other choice, bro. We right. You you can't. You know the victim. You nailed it with the victim mentality thing. I never went through that. I never wanted to admit that. And I tell everybody I I mentor, 
Mm. Never looks like everyone because a lot of people do that. Like I can't make it, and and look what happened to me, and look what happened. Fine, you you can feel that because that's a human. Okay, I'll be honest. Mm. I've had that before. You know, people look, man. It wasn't an easy life. It wasn't an easy way. I had to really fight and punch and punch. I'm a fighter, man. This is this is fighting mentality. There's no way I would have been where I am without going against the grain at some point or or fighting at some point. But I'll tell you something. Maybe I could have been even bigger if I was a little more savage on people and maybe stepped all over people. I didn't do that. I didn't want my reputation and my family's reputation to ever have that. I wanted to keep it, you know, true because I feel the energy of people around me. I I, I love making mm, people happy at yes. the end of the day. And if yes. I'm stepping all over people to make other people happy and then other people sad, it wasn't a win for me. Do you understand? That mm. wasn't a W. A, a lot yes. of people would take the W and say, I don't care about this guy. Fuck this guy. I mm. never did that. In fact, what I did was come with me, come with me, come mm. with me. So I keep on getting my managers, my other people. So I, my team is growing as much as I can. Now, some big entrepreneurs would say, sometimes you got to let go. You got to say no. You got to say no. I could learn too, by the way. I don't know everything. You know, because I'm not at the position of Drake, obviously. And I'm not saying mm. Drake did that. You know, some people, some guys are just incredibly talented, so talented, the geniuses, you know, like yes. even a guy like Bieber. I mean, he's he's a prodigy, a kid prodigy, you know, to be singing that well. People don't know that they, some, you know, at, at the beginning of his career, they're like, oh, this kid, he's pop, he's this and that. You have no idea. This guy's yes. a prodigy. Like he could play every instrument very well. His, his, his pipes are incredible. He's such a great singer. Like there's so many things and he's so talented and many multifaceted stuff. So I wouldn't, you know, it's, it's been an interesting learning curve for me as well. Carl, I, I want to ask, I want to ask yeah, you this question. I, I want to pretend, I want to, I want to, I want to pretend, I want to ask you from the musical standpoint. Um, I want you to think like, uh, go and unlock the geek side of you in, in the music, like the beats, the RPM, all that. What is one thing musically that like turns you on to the point where you're like, that's fucking amazing. Like you literally get the, the, the butterflies, like your composure is gone. You're like, this is like, I'm going to jump off my fucking building right now. This is the thing. Like, what is the yeah. thing that you're just like, this shit is like nocturnal for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. There's several, there's several things. I mean, you know, from a musical standpoint, harmonics. Oh, I yeah. think harmonics yeah. is key. I think that's yeah. what, no pun intended, of course, but harmonies. That's what I fell in love with when I first heard Africa in Beirut, mm. Lebanon, when mm. I was 10 years old. It's the harmonies, the the meaning of a song for sure in the background, you know, what what it feels and what it's what it's intending to, you know, the message coming coming across, but the harmonies in music mm. is everything. And I, and I started doing a lot more harmonies at the mm. beginning of my career. Right mm. now, I don't know why I stay, I, I've gone away from that. And I'll tell you what, that's my fault. And I think it shows in some of my work. I hate that. It's it's because the way the world is today, they don't, like, if you hear songs out there, there's not a lot of harmonics going on. It's more mainly beats because it's yeah. not about love no more. It's changed from love to sex. Yes. Music has changed, you know, yes. people's mentalities have changed. So yes. if you notice a lot of even Charlie Puth, you name any artist, it's always one vocal, close yep. vocal and then the drums and the music, whatever. The harmonies are gone. They're very few and far between. But I started as a harmonic artist and a lot of people felt that I might have to go back to that. This moment right here might have changed that for me. Oh, I like that. I like yeah. I like yeah. that. Listen, I want to talk. I want to ask you something, too. He, OK, let's say I want to I want to I'm going to do a little bit of rapid fire, but I think it's 
I try to, I, I like to have like a 360 point of view when I talk to somebody because I think people that listen, like I, for, for example, when I, when I think about interviews or, I mean, everybody is Oprah Winfrey, David Letterman, Charlemagne the God, all the way to you name it. One thing I can't stand about interviews, traditional interviews is I can't stand when the interviewer just puts the mic on the, the person and says, talk. I don't yeah. like that. I like the conversation. Yeah. So Absolutely. what is two, what is one or two questions you feel like you get asked on the regular that you kind of think, is this the question that's fluff or useless? Like you've done a lot of interviews. So is there ever where you're just sitting there and you're like, Oh God, like you could, dude, you could just did a Google search on that one, man. Like, like yeah. fuck, just give me, give me something a little bit more like in depth. Right. You're a guy, you dude, yeah. you like depth, man. You <laughs> like your depth, man. You want I, that I like hummus to, to be fluffy with depth. <laughs> I do. I do. I got time. You know what? Sometimes that, that, that gets me not in trouble, but it gets me like, like I said, every time you talk, you open yourself up for criticism on something. Sure, you know? sure. When I make music, if I sang for people, everybody would be like, oh my God, fire, 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 fire. The second yeah. I start talking about something serious, oh, I get a paragraph of like, oh yeah, what about this? And how come you thought, you didn't think about the Karens out there that, I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about, man? Like, yep. A, yep. My, my, my intention is always positive and pure anyways. So you got me all wrong. People get you all wrong when you speak. You know, they don't get mm. you wrong when you make music for some reason. That's why I love music. Mm. Um, you know, certain, I mean, whatever, you know, just like, you know, where did you get your name from? Like Carl Wolf. You yes. Know, things, things yes. Like, you know, things like that. I, I, I do like when we, we go in depth on, on certain subjects as well. But I, but I've learned, Ryan, to stay away from certain subjects recently. Wow. Smart. I was asked something at a, like on a, on a, on a radio show, you know, and I thought, we were in a safe space and I was uh, asked a question, but I know, yeah. but this ah. is the Ponzi vibe, right? Yep. Like you think that you're your friends and then yep. they ask you something about, let's say Kanye West or, you know, yes. some other controversial figures like Andrew sure. Tate or like sure. whatever. <laughs> and then, and then I elaborate and obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not with anything that's hurting, you know, anybody else, but I do say my point and why I, you know, I'm trying to understand what they're trying to do. And man, I get shot down like heavy. You sure. know? I was like, whoa, I'm never going to bring that up again because they, they took me out of context. Okay, okay, but let me ask you this, though. Okay, so, the, okay, this is a good point. This is a good point. I like this one. So you being the position you're in, let's not call it the Matrix. Wink, wink, Carl. <laughs> wink, wink. Don't call it the Matrix. We know who that is. But what, what, okay, you're speaking your mind. So there's, you know, Carl Wolf, the entertainer, the human being, you know, you're, you're wearing all kinds of different hats. But for people out there that are saying, well, hey, man, you, you got to be kind of true to some of your opinion. Like, mm. I, I think if you come out and you're not malicious with whatever you say, but you're still honest about maybe your perspective, but it's not coming from a hurtful place. I'll be honest with you. I think that texture is needed in the world because there's other mm. people that are so scared, yeah. shitless to, yeah. to say that. And sometimes they just need sometimes we as people just need somebody to go first. It's like it's like making great work like. Great I branding agree. and you know what great branding and marketing is? It's like Steve Jobs, okay? Here's where a lot of businesses get it wrong. They say, hey, Carl, you're my customer. You go there first. No, 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 motherfucker. Mm -hmm. If you're a great fucking marketer with a product, mm -hmm. you go there first and then you send an invitation back for your customer to join mm -hmm. you. That's called innovation, sure. right? What do you sure. think of that? Yeah, hold on one second. I don't know where sure. the, the, bat the battery went. Okay, well, 20% left on my own. My That's okay. No, no, we're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going. Um. Uh, go go at it again. Give me give me the question again. My bad. Question no. Question question is this: It's you talk about hey how do we how do we go there first? So hey, without you know saying anything that's going to get you in trouble, 
but yeah. also saying I gotta I gotta be me and I gotta say my perspective because it this. does come from. So mm-hmm. other people out there that are saying, look, I need hope. I need somebody to go there first. Mm-hmm. How can Carl Wolf say, well, okay, I'm gonna watch what I say, but shit, yeah. I, I still gotta motivate my people. You know, that's it. I know it's it's been a struggle for me to be honest, and I'll, I'll, yes. throughout the years, I've always been sort of. I, I look, man. I almost felt at one point that people think I'm dumb, you know, because I don't share any of my, you know, my real feelings on certain political stuff that's happening. Sure. All I do is support, right? So yes, like Lebanon strong. I get behind it, so I, I just keep it positive and moving. You know why I do that, Ryan? Several reasons. One, people need someone who is also just positively moving forward. You know, mm. there's a lot online. There's a lot online that's 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 talking about that stuff. So maybe sometimes I thought my role isn't that. And my mm. dad always taught me, especially coming from the Middle East, and he's been, I'm telling you, he's he was at gunpoint with a yeah. bag over his head about Jeez. to be killed. And he Oof. pushed the guy. And, and, and it was a whole thing. I have a whole story about that. But just knowing things like that, when he would tell me, do not discuss politics, religion, or because you're always, 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 always going to def- offend 50%. Mm-hmm. You're always going to offend 50%. And even though you're trying to say something positive and trying to kind of bring people together, it's taken out of context and and certain people take things in certain ways. So maybe it's not my position. It's not it's not mm. my lane necessarily. Ooh. Let me do a different job. Let me bring the positivity. And yeah, some people could say, "Yeah, but what about your opinion, Carl? Be brave and go out there." That's for you maybe. <laughs> Maybe my job is just to keep it moving from my musical side and keep you guys happy because someone's got to do it. Not every Mm. entertainer who makes you happy has to have this strict opinion about what's going on in the world. At the end of the day, man, if I can make the whole world beautiful and happy with music, I would. So that's not a lie. That's the way Mm. I feel. Of course, I can't control what happens in politics and stuff. That's that's not in my... Of course, I'll fight for something when I need to raise money for it. So that's a different story. I'll help Mm. where I can help. And I think I've learned... Probably that's the best position for me. I love that. No, no, I love. There's, there's a lot of wisdom in, in what you said there, Carl. Man, when, when's the last time you were sad? Tell me a sad moment, man. Tell me some. I want to, I want to get real with that, man. As a business owner, an artist, somebody who's yeah. constantly shooting the ball, missing, sinking yeah. them, getting the wins, yep. <laughs> getting punched in the mouth. I mean, you know. this shit, this shit's not fucking easy. Like, no. uh, in the course of a day, I can feel so fucking great and bad. I mean. I'm I'm a vulnerable dude. I'm 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 not trying to be fancy and posture here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there's days where you're just like, what the fuck happened? And then yeah. there's also great days. I'm like, this is fucking amazing, and I love them yeah. all. Yeah, you got it. Last- that's it. Life, life has taught me to have those, you know, to, to have those sad moments and understand that not everything works in my way. Um, because, but you know what? I have a theory. You get sad that night. You wake up in the morning, happy <sighs> again, and ready to go at it. That's really the ticket, man. There's no, there's no magic uh, bullet or whatever. It's literally every day you're gonna get upset, even till this day. You know, my yeah. name is known all over the world. Carl Wolf yeah. is a name, no name, but I still get obstacles at radio. I still get obstacles at Spotify. I still get obstacles <laughs> at Apple Music where they add, they don't add my song or they, they don't add the song. You know, and I and I question. I say, dude, with I've got 13 awards, I've got 20 <laughs> platinum and gold records. At what point are you going to say, yo, we're going to give this guy a fucking free pass? It yeah. doesn't happen. So sometimes it makes me, I'll be honest, I see some interesting things that go on in this industry where yeah. like they favor people. Yes. And not for right reasons, just because maybe politics. Sure. Sure. You know, and I, sure. I sort of like, uh, I, I, I don't like that. And I kind of complain within my team. 
But other than that, I don't care. You know, even if it makes me sad, I vocalize, you know, I do vocalize it internally. Mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. I never yep. put anyone out there. You know, yep. I never say, hey, look what they did to me and da da da. I, I write them emails. I go one-on-one yes. -on -one and I say, dude, I didn't like that. I didn't appreciate that. It made me upset. Why are you favoring that? It didn't make sense. My song is doing this and this, 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 this. Mm. And then they respond in kind, which is cool. Sure. And then the next day, other big, big things happen for me. So, you know, God is listening. Um, you know, the matrix, God, universe, whatever people want to believe it, you know, just do your part and something great will happen. And I would be a horror. I would be horrible for my listeners. I listen to this right now because the one point you did make in one of your past interviews was, you know, it, it, I always like to live by the saying, you know, don't let movement be confused with progress because people in their lives are moving side to side, but they're not moving forward. You, my friend, I call you, you, you are the classic racehorse that has the blinders on that said, Oh my gosh, I'm going to try to get a deal with them. I'm going to try to get a deal with them. And then you're like, that's not happening. But you're like, wait a sec. They're irrelevant. If I get the people, I get everything. And you went right to the people. You serve yeah. the people. And then they, yeah. and then they came to you anyway. Cause they're like, oh shit. We got to do something now. That's the power, guys. That is the power. <laughs> that is the secret of this world. If you get the people, even let's say in a team setting, let's say in, in your office, there's 10 people, your boss, vice president, the, the other manager, da, 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 da. One, one person, let's say the, the boss, the big boss doesn't like you at all. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. want to put, he's the gatekeeper. He doesn't want you to <laughs> rise. He doesn't want you to do anything, but you connect with the guy with you, the manager, the sales manager, the this and that, and you start to, it, you start to, um, um, what's that, what's that word? There's one word that I want. You start to have an impression well, on them in a positive way and, and connect with them politically, let's say, or whatever, then your boss automatically is going to go, okay, well, Carl's the guy, you know, yes. it's happened to me. I've had the, the president of universal music, the president of all these record companies, you know, they've turned me down many times, right? And I was like, what? But I had to prove it to the people. When I proved it to the people, that's when they were like, man, Carl's making noise. Okay, well, let's see what he's up to. You can always prove it, but you need to get your team inspired. Sorry, I was trying to find that word inspired. But I love that, man. Listen, yeah. second last question, because our time's coming to an end, but where the i mean what 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 is on deck for for carl wolf we got the diy song talk to us a little bit about the next six months of carl wolf and the music uh what what is going on man you're, you're, you're the bang the song this song this song is one of my favorite songs here man i mean it, the you, words man. are the words are just so relatable that it's just like yeah no no i i'm gonna fuck i'm doing it my fucking self yes That's like you're, you're, you're i'm listening to the song thinking Check mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yes. <laughs> but here's so, the thing. <laughs> here's the thing about that song. Um, it doesn't mean DIY. It doesn't mean you, you know, like I have a team now. So mm. is it fully DIY? Not at this point. My mm. point is no one believed in me in the beginning. So yes. in order for uh, to get people to believe in you and to start having a team, you have no choice but to do it yourself because you want to do it well and you want to do it in your way, you know, because mm -hmm. you're trying to send a message in, and it has to be a an unfettered message. When you start getting other people involved, you know, there's always with every, you, you guys know this, with every yeah. job or every, you know, passion that you have, 
there's always someone in their family member or your friends oh, say, yeah. yo, but Carl, what about, you know, what if you do sound songs like The Weeknd or what if, you know, how Weeknd is blowing up. Why did you do like him? Like, grow <laughs> yeah. up this and do that. I'm like, dude, you, you're not me. You don't, like, you're just, you're working in accounting. Like, what? how are you advising <laughs> me on music? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. But but trust me, they're there. They happen all the time. Yes. And, and, and we listen to that sometimes because it's influential. When someone says, Carl, your stuff is not working. Why don't you try this? You know how many times I've heard that? in my career, mm. you know how many times I've heard that. And I'm Oof. talking about before Africa dropped. I've heard that my whole career, even while it dropped, even after, even when I've had a number one, even when I'm holding the award, I've had, yo, Carl, what about doing this? Are you guys kidding me? Like, show me your platinum records. Show yes. me your awards and I will listen all day and night. Chef Ramsey, if I want to be a chef and a cook, whatever you say is golden. You who works in accounting telling the chef Ramsey how to do his chef his his cooking, I I don't I can't I can't. So my point is, DIY to focus on your your career. Show whatever you have in your mind. Produce it. Show that it succeeds and grab a team. Once your team believes in you because you believed in yourself, Ooh, nobody else believed huge, in you first. Huge. Yeah. At that point, it's important to have a team that's in sync with you, and you are still the leader, calling the shots. You're, you're, you have an arrow and you're going through this water and you're breaking through everything. That's how it's got to be. It mm. can't be too many cooks on you and then it's just going to be True. like this. You'll never get through True. the water. It'll be too True. much drag. you got to stay focused and arrow. Just going through. You're the spearhead. Get your team. DIY. Your, vi your vibe attracts your, your tribe, man. I mean, hands down 100%. Listen, everything you just said in the last 46 seconds... You're ignorantly, arrogantly positive, man. Like, did you hear what you said? Like, it's you're truly ignorantly, arrogantly positive because you're just like, no, I see it. I believe yeah. it. And I'm fucking weird and crazy enough to go get it. And you did, man. This is why I like talking to people like you, because it's listen, I want to ask you one last question before I ask you the, the main one. But what gives more credibility out of somebody's mouth? Two words it starts with how to or how I which one has more credibility? Wow. How I? Why do you say that? It's, it, it has to stem from you. You're the you're the believer of the, your universe. You create mm. your whole universe. You got to be able to inspire everyone, man. You got it's like teaching a man how to fish as opposed to you know get whatever that saying is. But oh yeah, man. It's all listen. <laughs> I wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for my tenacity and my belief in myself. I mm. I don't think I would have accomplished anything. In fact, it's so easy for your friends to not believe in you early mm. on. It's so easy for mm. the industry mm. to put you down. You know how many mm. times I've heard that, man? Mm -hmm. From 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 actual record executives, from managers. <laughs> Carl, you never, you know, that's not a star. That's not a star. Because they just, they see you for where you are at that point. They don't know that what's inside and what's inside here hasn't proven it yet. Mm. But you are sometimes better than the guy that's up there. Man, I've... I've competed with the top of the top. Yes. Carl from, from Sharjah, from Lebanon, from like me? How? Yes. Somebody said once, the beast that you're so scared of, when you choose to decide to meet that beast, oftentimes the beast is more scared of you than you were of them. Have you found that in your career? <sighs> and beast can, beast can be beast can be figuratively relatively it could be situational it doesn't have to be an actual person but just that internal voice that you're like this shit's just really really getting with my soul right now but then you actually get to that moment you're like 
I fucking dominated this. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's. I think you know what? For me, it was more like, how can they not see this? Yeah. It was more. I think that was more of the situation for for the way I felt. So maybe I was ignorantly, you know, positive or whatever, arrogantly positive. But I just felt like like a song like Africa, for example, mm. such a banger. I, I tested it in the clubs. I made sure before I put the money out that it was like a bang, and I loved mm. it. I was like the harmony, everything. Man, I was checking all the marks. I was checking all the boxes. Mm. Harmonics, the harmonies were there. The drums were hitting nice and tight. I produced the whole thing. I was like, yes. man, in the club it sounds boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And then yeah. at that time, you know, it was slowly creeping up. Dance hall was slowly creeping up on radio. Ooh, you know, ooh. it was like John Sean yeah, Paul was coming ooh, slowly ooh, coming up, ooh. rising. I was like, oh. man, I'm on, I'm on a wave. I'm on a wave. I knew it was hot. Ooh. They wouldn't believe in it. They would like, and I couldn't believe that. That moment, I could not understand. It was the same version that became top three in in twenty countries in the world. Like, mm. it made no sense. So you have to, you have to go with your gut instinct on a lot of stuff and prove people wrong. So, and and don't step all over yourself. I, you're right. A lot of people do have this demon or this beast that tells them, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do. It, don't do it." You got to be. What's that phrase again? ignorantly uh oh oh you're ignorantly arrogantly positive that's and dude to. i'm telling you you need to write those yeah. three words down that is that right. is you man that is you it's you ignorantly uh, uh, arrogantly ignorantly arrogantly positive because here's what happens like think about even when i said that ignorant ooh that's automatically your mind's like bad. goes to the bad place arrogantly right. you're like oh that's terrible and then you yeah. ended up with positively Positive. you're like all together oh this yeah. is fucking amazing you know who's <laughs> like that You know who's like that? Who? Someone I look up to a lot, and he's Lebanese as well. Uh, Sal, the, the yeah, he's the he's the manager of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, he, oh. you know, yeah. I was so yes. we were signed together. We did it, you know, we were we were together at one point for like six months. You know, um, he was man. He's still to this day. Look what he's done. Yes, look what they've done with the weekend. Yes. They're the top of the top. They're killing, dominating the industry. And, I've, heard, and, and I've heard so I've heard so much about him. I I don't know him or I've never met him, but. Right. Yeah, he's like this, um, like this messiah kind of you know, the, the way people talk about him in the background. Like he's he's one of those orchestra oh, yeah. players that's playing in the dark kind of thing, eh? He's always. I've known this from the day I met him. I knew I would tell my manager. I'll tell the whole team. I'll say, dude, Sal, that's the star of that show. And they wow. all, you know, people will be like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, Sal is the guy because wow. he wills things into place. You understand? Yes. Like, and that's. That's who I am. That's what I do. So we're we're almost kind of the same thing, the same person. And well, and that's well, why here, I, I respect but he, but here's what makes you great. You're a trifecta, man. You're the performer. You're the master, the producer, and then you're also the business guy. Yeah. Now you know with artists, they're yeah. so artsy that they just get the rug taken from under them. Correct. Right. I always say starving artists wasn't broke because because their art sucked, it's because nobody knew about it or they just didn't know right. how to manage their shit properly, period, Absolutely. period, right? And, and it's very easy to lose it. It's very, it's not easy to make money in it. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of, you're right, a lot of business uh, yes. foresight, yes. a lot yes. of business foresight, and not, it's mainly business, a little bit, a little bit of art and talent, a good amount, you know, but more business and marketing and promo, yes. for sure. Yes. That dominates this, this is why I have what I have is because of, my business marketing side, for sure, for sure. I, I, lo because, I love because there's so many talented people out there that I know, and I've tried to sign them at one point, and it was just hard to do, man. Hard to get them up, hard to, you know. So I just decided, just go Carl Wolf, man. You can control Carl Wolf. 
You can wake his ass up. You can get him to fucking work. Oh. Let's go. You, you know how I know? Like, I like when you speak because I, I, I actually believe you. And I don't mean that as a disrespect, but you, you, you're you actually walking your talk because even with your man, like I reach out to you on Instagram and you're so receptive, you know, and I find and, and I, you could probably speak. You don't say anything, but I find the bigger guests I have there. There's less friction, less ego. But the ones that are sitting in this trying to get there, they're my man. This is I'm like, yo, bro, like I'm all love. Cool. But it's like I love you as an artist. And then by the time I talk to your manager, I almost didn't want to talk to you anymore. But you. You guys have a nice streamline. Oh, like I'm like, okay, this is a team. I can feel your guys' teamwork over there. I like it. So props yeah. to you and I you and your man. That. Thank okay. you, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot to me because we built this over years. And it's, by the way, I've kept the same team for over 12 years. And I think that's also another important thing. We Same mindset, good people you trust. Yes. Um, and, and, and you're the, spe- don't forget, you're the spearhead. Don't yes. ever let it go like this. Yes. Don't. Yes. You know, people till this day, Ryan, that try to do that to me. Other people trying to compete where they try to say, okay, let's, they try to do this. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. You just yeah, got to yeah. shove that off, break it off and keep that yeah. spirit. That's it. I'll leave you with that. I, I, I love that, man. Um, Listen, we're going to share out all your stuff, all the tour, all the music, where to find all that. You oh, yeah. Are, Carlwolf.com for all the ticket sales and all that. I'm coming on tour, of course, from West Coast to East Coast, Africa, the 4 a.m. remix. Doing really well. Very excited about that one as it's 15th year anniversary. Last question I like to ask all my guests, man, and, and think about it. What can I do for you? And I don't mean that as plug my stuff. I'm going to send it all out. I don't mean that. Just yeah. what can I do for you, Carl? Honestly, keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing at what you do, to be honest. Mm. I was very impressed with this interview. Um, and keep spreading the word and and uh, becoming a, like a, you know, a leader. You said you're the number one uh Number, yeah, number one black host of podcasts in Canada, and we're global top one percent. So out of two That's million, incredible. we're in the top one percent, man. God bless, man. And that that to me makes me happy because I can relate to that, you know. And just just open the path, the pathway for your people, <laughs> and keep going. Love it. And, it, it, and it's funny, man. And that's why I love the DIY. I, I used to play football, but I, I'm an entrepreneur through and through. I never ever did a radio TV interview in my life. I was going to do that. And then the producers I found by the time I was going to have a little segment show, it was so diluted. And I said, fuck it. I'm a digital marketer. I'm going to create my own show and start talking to the best of the best in the world. That's End it. of story. Uh, you are you are great, man. If I- We're so glad you enjoyed this episode of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Please don't forget to smash that five-star review as Team Host will love you for it. Also, say hi to Ryan anywhere on social media using the handle at RyanHoltz1. That's R-Y-A-N-H-O-L-T-Z, the number one. And if you or your business is looking to expand your brand, book a brand jam with Ryan using the link in the show notes.